Up next, here's what we're talking about today on Visual Wow. We're just modifying the way we're still operating, but still moving forward. You don't make the same mistakes twice. That's my biggest advice. There's a deeper appreciation for getting to see each other. Be creative and stay connected. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Visual Wow. The podcast for people passionate about live events. We're obsessed with creating and capturing those wow moments. This is the place the top pros come to share their secrets. It's Wednesday, so bye-bye, Jack. Let's say hello to your midweek host, Monica Vidal. Welcome, Visual Wow community. I'm your host, Monica Vidal. Today's show will be a little different as I have kicked Jack out of the studio for the day, giving me the opportunity to host a virtual roundtable with four amazing women all part of the wonderful world of live events. First up, we have Bryn Magaziner, owner of Pop Color Events, a boutique event planning firm specializing in bar and bat mitzvahs. Bryn is also co-founder of the very successful Mitzvah Pros Facebook group. Next, we have Anna Isabel of Anna Isabel Photography. Anna is an accomplished event and portrait photographer who splits her time between Washington, D.C. and San Antonio, Texas. And on a side note, I recently found out that Ana and I are both originally from Lima, Peru. Hola, Ana. Bienvenida. From Save to Date LLC Events is Senior Event Director and Event Planner Christine Ash. Save to Date provides expert event planning, support, and education throughout the Washington metropolitan area. And last but certainly not least is Allison Tremblay, an amazingly talented photographer who focuses primarily on bar and bat mitzvahs and family portraits. I also have the privilege to work with Allison daily as part of our team at WTA Photo. For nearly 10 years, she has been both our number one photographer and our studio manager. Ladies, welcome to the Visual Wild Podcast. Let's get started. So first of all, I'm going to start off with uh, Bryn, uh, because as I mentioned, uh, you have created a space, uh, especially during these times that we are going through with uh, COVID uh, that has allowed us to um, really, you know, build a community and not feel like we're, you know, out there on on an island. So welcome. Please tell us more about it and tell us more about yourself. Sure. Well, um, it's for pros really started as a platform for me selfishly when I was starting out uh, with Pop Color Events about six years ago at this point. Um, I needed to connect with local vendors and build my own network so I could refer great vendors to my clients. And I noticed that there really wasn't any sort of Facebook group um, for professionals who worked with mitzvah families. I created one. Um, and from there, I met a ton of wonderful vendors, including some of the ones that um, we're speaking with today, and um, connected with my co-founder, uh, Heidi Hiller, who is um, been in the industry for a long time and owns Innovative Party Planners. And she uh, suggested doing in-person networking, and we hosted some of our local vendors, um, which was probably about four or five years ago at this point. We had some um, in-person networking for the local D.C., Baltimore area. And then once COVID hit, um, you know, all bets were off. You know, we weren't hosting events anymore, and we were just hearing from vendors who were really struggling, um, you know, myself included. And we created this weekly um, 
forum and we, a weekly place where uh, industry professionals could come and talk and share ideas. And it really uh, snowballed from outside of the DC area. And we have people from all over the country now. And I know for me, it's been so valuable to hear what other regions are doing, how they're coming back after COVID, how they're making uh, contingency plans during COVID and, you know, has allowed me to, you know, be able to refer someone to a vendor in Los Angeles or in Chicago um, and given a lot of just personal value in keeping my mental state strong, uh, you know, while we're all struggling during. Um, you did mention um, how many people have now joined. I mean, it, it's really yeah. has had wildfire, right? And, and it yeah, shows, the, yeah. it shows the need to, to have that community, to have that touch. Yeah, we have about 900 people, or actually it's closer to 1,000 now, uh, <laughs> people in our Facebook group. And, you know, on a weekly basis, we have anywhere between, you know, 25 and 75 people um, who meet with us on Mondays. And since things have started to get a little bit busier, we've been meeting every other Monday now. Um, but it's still good to sort of have that touch point with a vendor to, to connect. We've really gotten to know people on a, on a personal level as well as a professional level, which has been awesome. And I, and I believe that all of us here, all five of us, uh, four of us, including you, Brent, um, have been a part of the of of um, the platform. Uh, yeah. Anna, you've been a part of it. Um, I see you shaking your head. So it's it's uh, it's been really a place that we can all um, not just learn, but also blow off some steam, right? And and realize that we're not the only ones that are doing that. Um, now, as per our discussion, and one of the reasons that I wanted to have all of you here today is that we are also going into a generation of events, people that do not have what we had beforehand, the touch uh, to a planner that we could actually physically go to or talk to or feel that maybe now that we've graduated from events management or, you know, any other of the events industries that how do we how do we help a younger or, or a newer I'm going to say a newer generation of event professional uh, link up to this community uh, Christine you and I also discussed a lot about that and how you did it when you first started and I think that um, I would love to share your story because it's you can still do a lot of those things now, even during COVID. Um, if you wouldn't mind sharing, would love to uh, hear from Absolutely. you. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, I, the way I got into events is funny. Um, I was majoring in theater at the University of Maryland, and I was pretty unhappy, um, to be honest. I was, I was feeling lost because that was the path I'd always thought I was going to go down. And as I got further and further into it, it, stop being for me. Um, and I actually went to my college guidance counselor saying, I'm struggling with this. I don't know what to do. And she hired me to help her plan her 40th vow renewal. Cause I mentioned that I liked planning things that I sat around in my dorm room, planning dinner parties for my <laughs> friends and I, and, and it was something I was doing that never happened, but I was planning events without intending to. Um, so I got a taste for it through that vow renewal and I really enjoyed the experience. And so my next strategy was figuring out event planning companies that I could learn from and intern with in the area. 
Um, and the way I went about doing that was I bought Best of Bethesda magazine um, because that's a resource where they, they choose who they think are the best by, by voter tallies. And so with that, there were five companies listed. Um, and I reached out to all five and uh, one of them called me back and said, hey, you can learn from me. You can you can come in. And that was Save the Date, Kara Weiss. Um, kind of took me under her wing. And I never left, I guess is one way to explain it. Um, I think other people have left, but I did not really disappear um, because I, I liked it. You know, I, I laugh because when I look back on the first party I did with the company, hockey pucks were used as the place cards for kids and adults, real hockey pucks. We've never done that since. We don't um, want to know where those hockey pucks ended, right? <laughs> it was a miracle no windows got broken. And, and in addition to that, I also had... Um, a parent who'd, who'd maybe indulged a little more than they should have asked me to escort <laughs> their child to the bathroom. Um, so that was my first event. I like Bryn's face there. And so the fact that I stayed into it is either a testament to my insanity or to the fact that I really, really love the other parts of events because those were not my favorite memories. And I'm quick to learn from, from <laughs> errors, which is, which is really the biggest piece of advice I can give anyone entering this industry. Pay attention listen to each other like that's one of the great things about mitzvah pros as a group is it gives us an opportunity to not just meet other people but to learn from each other you know it's it's venting but it's also kind of saying i'm having a problem and you can give advice to each other but i'm also hearing someone else had that problem and it gives me cause as a professional to think how do i avoid that problem because that's that's the biggest takeaway um is as a as a young professional you have to learn from your mistakes and you have to learn quickly. Um, you know, I started doing this professionally when I was 21. Um, it's hard to work with parents, especially because they're, you know, a fair amount older than you. So to, to establish that trust <laughs> to, to convince them that they should rely on you and feel confident in your abilities, you truly do have to listen to what they're saying and listen to the people around you, the other professionals, so you can, learn from them. And then you just, you don't make the same mistakes twice. That's my, that's my biggest advice. And I think that holds true, especially now in COVID, we're all going to need to listen even more than we did before. We're going to need to be more respectful of people's needs and what they're asking for. And we also have to guide a lot more than we used to, um, you know, validate I, their fears and, and go from there and so on. Yeah. And, that is something that I know that is, is that I do every day, and it's different for every single client. Now, with everything you uh, you just shared, would you agree that a lot of the tools um, that you use before when you first started um, are still available even now during these times, uh, where you can reach out to still to Bethesda Magazine, or you can reach out to planners that you see, or other people who are in your industry to talk to them? Yes, I think there's more opportunity to connect now because of organizations like Mitzvah Pros and because of these other opportunities. And, and there's more wedding pub publications. I mean, Wedding Wire is much more active than it was when I was entering, um, which to, to date myself was 2013. It wasn't that long ago, but it was long, or 2012, actually. <laughs> it was long enough ago. It was 2012. Um, but there's a lot more out there resource-wise. I would also say the, the, the plus and 
negative is you have to learn more skills than I probably did right from the start. You have to know how to use Zoom. You have to know about these different technology platforms. Like there's Zoom. Um, through Mitzvah Pros this past week, we, we used a great technology piece called Yo Tribe. Um, there's all kinds of different platforms like that out there. But you have to be confident in helping people know what to use and when and how to utilize it because there's a very high probability that that isn't going to leave the event industry, at least in some capacity, for a long time. Um, like, I look back on my own wedding, and I kind of wish I'd thought to include the service on Zoom in some ways. I had a few relatives who couldn't make the trip, and I think someone FaceTimed them, like, from their seat, like a relative, but you know, at the time that wasn't something that was customary. And I think that's now going to be normalized. And in some ways it's a benefit. So, you know, COVID has been hard um, on all of us. It's hard emotionally. It's hard financially. It's hard. The list goes on and on, but I think some of the things, the lessons that we're all going to be able to learn from it, including how to make events safer, how to make it more appropriate in some ways. Um, I think there is opportunity, you know, arguably food stations probably should have had shields before if we were serving a buffet. <laughs> they do when you go to the grocery store. So, so there's something to be said for that. Um, and those opportunities that I think we can, we can strengthen and build, you know, and build ourselves up in, in a better way than maybe we were before. Well, um, and, and the funny thing is you're talking about uh, new things that we need to learn. And uh, from Allison and Anna's and my perspective that, you know, we've been behind the camera, right? We've been behind the camera so many times and none of us are used to being in front of the camera on a Zoom call. And so those are all tools that you can't be afraid of anymore. You know, you need to really embrace that. And so with that that in mind, um, I would love to talk to both uh, Anna and Allison to share with us, you know, what what has been your experience? I'll start with Anna with, um, I know you do, you've been doing a lot more corporate work um, rather than the social side of it, um, but you've also been doing some portraits. How are you, how has that experience been um, in capturing images, you know, because you, you're out there, it's, you know, they're happening. So what, tell us a little bit about what's going on in that, in that part of the world. Thanks. And thank you for having me. I think, um, things have changed so much, but the good thing on the photography end is that anything that we have changed is just on the photographer side. Uh, whereas we're now wearing masks, um, and making sure that we're, uh, we're taking care of ourselves and not getting as close to clients like we used to before. Um, oftentimes it was just to fix a hair or to, you know, make something a little different <laughs> or they attire straight. And now you have to use your words very specifically, the hair on the left side of your face or the boutonniere on this side, um, rather than getting really close to clients. And then we're learning things like, Oh, my, um, my viewfinder is fogging up <laughs> because I'm wearing a mask and all of that heat's coming up and now I can't see anything. Um, so there are a lot of little things that I think as a photographer, we're, we're learning to move along with, um, being descriptive and, you know, obviously like wearing a mask more, more than we've ever had to ever. Um, but in terms of the client side, uh, the good thing is that um, some corporate work has returned. And it's interesting that the type of corporate work that's returned are more service 
focused. So I recently photographed a client who was doing a mobile food bank. They were utilizing their outdoor space at their office building because they had a a circle, like a cul-de-sac kind of circle. Um, And they set up tents, coordinated with local um, food banks and food donation centers and had a mobile food bank in front of their office that was just a little bit closer into the city so that their their constituents and folks around them could get some of that food in a different, in a more accessible way at times that the food bank perhaps wasn't open. Um, so they want to have that photographed because they want to show the community what they're doing. They want to show their stakeholders what they're doing. Um, so that's been really interesting that some of the work has now turned instead of galas have now turned into community service work, which I'm totally for. <laughs> um, and on the portraiture end, uh, it's been a shorter, um, less group kind of, uh, situation. So family portraits, uh, elopements, um, and individual headshots. Whereas before we were doing, that's right. Before we were doing, you know, big weddings. Now it's, you know, the minimum amount of people that could be there. Um, headshots sometimes where we're doing the entire company's headshots. Now it's whoever absolutely needs one and we're finding ways to do it outdoors. Uh, and then family portraits, you know, kids are still being born. (laughs) So people (laughs) still want those photos. Um, so then we're doing those in the backyard instead of inside, like we used to. Uh, so we're just modifying the way we're still operating, but luckily still going through a little bit differently, a little slower, um, but still moving forward. And what would you would you recommend, or what pearl of wisdom would you give? Uh, I guess somebody who is looking to get into, or who was looking to get into the industry uh, to be a photographer, and now you know they're finding it a little more difficult to really you know break in. Right? Uh, any pearls of wisdom there? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that will always be true, whether you are going through a pandemic or going through any other national um, issue, um, is that all the event professionals that are around you will always still be there to refer you before and after. And it is so crucial that you continue to foster the relationships with event professionals, all sorts of event professionals. And even as a photographer, some of my work comes from other photographers, Um, either they're booked or it's just a type of work that they do not enjoy doing. Some of my photography friends don't like doing family portraits. So they'll send them to me. I don't do objects. So I'll send that to them. If someone wants to do, you know, product photography. Um, And now more than ever, it is free to network. In the past, we've had to pay fees to show up to events, which they were wonderful. And of course we have to pay for food and location and we got to experience live music and be in the space. But now it's free. You can do a virtual coffee with someone. You can do a virtual happy hour with someone. And you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay that amount of money. All you have to do is really take the time to focus and hear the event professional and ask them their opinions, perhaps like this. What are they doing to get through? What are things that they can also do? So now more than ever is the time to really utilize resources as much as you can, because the people that will be there at the end are the people that were there in the beginning and the people that were there all along. 
And I think that this is a good testament, what we're doing right now to what you just mentioned. And both all three of us with Allison were, you know, we're photographers and we love collaborating. I mean, we we are now getting together. Allison, I know. Um, and on our next one, we will give you a call. Uh, but we got together with other photographers uh, with uh, Shmulek uh, Almani and Michael um uh, Cress and and Jack uh, Hartsman, my partner in crime, and Allison, and we all went out to a sunflower field, you know, to just kind of work together. We had different um, clients there that we were photographing, and we were challenging each other to get different views, you know, and just to get out there and be in our own community. Um, Allison, I, I'm sure you remember that. How was your experience with with that uh, wonderful? It was our first one, so we kind of were all over the place and we didn't realize how tall the sunflowers were. So we really couldn't see each other to, you know, to then, okay, everybody switch off, you know, and photograph someone else, but, you know, share with us how that uh, was as far as, you know, getting together and just sharing a good time. Well, it was definitely an interesting experience and I don't think I realized what I really got out of it until it was over. I mean, when we were shooting, it was 9am in bright sunlight on a 90 degree day. And the problem with sunflowers is that they face the sun. So you kind of have to get creative with your posing and your lighting if you want to get good shots. Um, it was really interesting to hear the models say how they, they noticed all of our different styles and they enjoyed working with us all for different reasons. And I think you would probably agree that's something we would have had a harder time organizing during normal times. And I guess it's a little bit of a silver lining to COVID is that we have more time to do things like that and to get more creative and to spend this time with each other and kind of challenge each other in that way to see what can we do right now? How can we use this time? So that was really great. Yeah. And if you are a new photographer, you know, find other photographers that might want to do something like that. I mean, we are open to, you know, getting emails. We have always, we have gotten emails and we, I know not everybody, sometimes what I hear from people who uh, send out um, inquiries like that, oh, you're the only ones that, you know, that reply and we i've always and jack you know we've always replied to those emails when we can because that's the only way you know you pay it forward um and that's what we're doing right now and allison um i know you and i spoke a little bit about uh, you know the mitzvahs that you've been doing and what that's meant to you know to the families and what would you suggest to you know to our listeners and uh if they're having their own mitzvahs and if they're you know you're not deciding whether or not they're going to move forward or they're going to postpone and i know you and i discussed uh, a little bit about that this morning what would you suggest to them and because you've had some experiences with that lately Right. So since I mostly focus on bar and bat mitzvahs, uh, it's been challenging during this time. I mean, starting in March, just realizing, okay, none of my events are going to be happening for the foreseeable future. So how do we adapt to that? Um, I have shot some mitzvahs between then and now, and I've had such a variety of experiences with clients, and I still am when talking to them about their upcoming events. I'm sure that Brandon and Christine can probably relate because <laughs> uh, we're, we're just all figuring this out right now. So I 
would definitely recommend that you don't just cancel and you don't just put everything off entirely. You don't keep rescheduling. Oh, I'll do this when my kid is like 14. No, do something now. Uh, Your kid has worked very hard and there's been a lot of work and planning that has gone into this and chances are they don't want to keep studying their Torah portion (laughs) for another year. So you should have the ceremony now and that can be photographed safely with social distancing and same with family portraits. I completely relate to what Anna was saying about having to change the way we do those things and use our words more carefully um, and precisely, but it can still be done and it's still worth doing. And as far as the party goes, I've found that some people think, oh, I can't have a big party now. I'm just going to cancel it. I'm just going to give up or I'm just going to have it in two years and not do anything until then. And what I would say is that it's still worth doing something small, whether It's just a small family gathering, uh, having their friends drive by and say hello, or just having a couple close friends come over and have cake or whatever at a safe distance. I mean, I can still photograph those things, and then you still have those memories, and they might be different than what you originally expected, but it's still something. It's still worth doing. And then when things are safer in a few years, hopefully, then you can have a big party, even if you have to reframe it and call it a birthday party or a sweet 16 or something like that. I mean, we've just all got to adapt and we can't just we can't just give up. I mean, these milestones are still worth celebrating. And we let our clients know that we're going to be there for them after all this is, you know, it'll be different. And like Christine and everybody has said, we're just going to add to our uh, box of tools, right? It's the, the virtual, I don't think will ever go away. Um, and it's a good thing to add to both corporate and social events um, because there are times that some people are, might not be able to attend the conference. And so how do we now with what we know, how do we facilitate and how do we expand our, uh, our, you know, our bag of goodies, our services that we can, that we can share with clients and offer to them. You know, you guys have been an inspiration. Like I said, you know, we've all worked together. Uh, when we first started uh, this call, uh, Anna realized with Bryn, you know, the, and that, uh, that the event that you have as your backdrop is an event that Bryn had uh, planned. And also, yes, uh, I am also part of Washington Talent uh, and that our entertainment was there. So it, it is really a wonderful community that we're all a part of. So we'll start with Christine and then go around our wonderful group. Absolutely. Um, Thank you, Monica. And just as an aside, I really enjoyed listening to everyone. Um, I think there's a lot of great insight on this panel, and I think it's a really strong group, so I'm really impressed. Um, I've been taking notes periodically. But but in terms of wow moments, um, you know, wow moments mean all kinds of things. So, so probably my biggest wow moment that I can think of off the top of my head, and this was before COVID, was incorporating into the party, letting the bar mitzvah boy at his, at his Simcha celebration play the drums live because that's who he was. That's who he is. And it, it didn't upstage the MC. It didn't upstage the party. It was a short drum set, but it, it really, it doesn't matter how much decor I throw into the room. It doesn't matter how fabulous the photos are. It doesn't matter any of those stuff. What really mattered was that that hit home for who he is. So that was a wow moment 
for, for me as a professional, because I don't do that every day. I don't have drummers live at, <laughs> or I shouldn't say I don't have the child playing right. or performing live at their, at their event. Um, so that was a wow moment. Um, I'm, I'm big on those kinds of personal touches. Um, to me, that's really the most important part. So like I've had wow moments where we incorporated a mitzvah project that all the kids participated in. They all created a piece of art and a section of art. And then it became a large mural that hung in a hospital. You know, I did that. Uh, that was also before COVID. I haven't been doing as many hands-on projects since COVID at, at events. Um, they're, they're a little more distanced these days, but those are wow moments. Since COVID, you know, I'll be transparent. I've only had one in-person event. I've done some webinars for nonprofits, but I've had one in-person event. So that's the longest I've ever gone without having events since I was a college student. I think what makes, you know, these events so wow and what Christine said is that it feels like the family, that it's personal. And, you know, we're as planners sort of facilitators of these gatherings of people who maybe haven't seen each other in a long time, um, who don't always get together for joyous occasions. And, you know, for me, that's the wow moment is having a room full of people who just love the crap out of, you know, whatever boy or girl or <laughs> multiple boys and girls are becoming bar bat mitzvah that day. I mean, the, the best parties are the one where you can actually just like feel the love radiating through the room. You know, so special to have those people there, to have professional photographers there to capture those moments that, you know, are the things that the families are going to treasure over the years. Um, and those personal touches, like Christine mentioned, um, you know, the, the grandmother presenting a holla cover that she hand crocheted for the bat mitzvah girl, um, you know, the, the grandpa who is, um, you know, making this heartfelt speech, just hearing moms and dads. You're giving me goosebumps there. now, you know. No, I know. It's, it's making me feel a little overclumped too. But that's what it's about. And I think people, especially during these COVID times, are coming back to that and trying to create those feelings virtually as much as possible. And I think some families are surprised just how personal and emotional those moments are because when you're surrounded by the people you love, whether it's in person or over the computer, those moments just happen organically. And, you know, I feel so lucky that I can help facilitate those because that's really, it's, the, the COVID coronavirus has stripped it all back to what's really important and that's family and friends and people. And that's what celebrations are about, is bringing those people together. Exactly, it is. And, you know, and I know, um, what do you think about these things, Allison? What, what, what would you like to share with us as far as uh, what you've learned during these wonderful, <laughs> interesting, wonderful, bizarre times? Well, I love what Bryn just said. It really is all about <laughs> just being there for the moments and being able to give them these things. I mean, Bryn, Bryn and Christine, you guys give the clients these moments by helping it all come together. Anna and I are there to capture it so that they have something to look back on. And one of the most meaningful things that I've experienced during this time is a bat mitzvah that I shot last weekend. It was a repeat client for me. I had shot their son's bar mitzvah two years ago and their daughter's bat mitzvah was supposed to be in April. It got postponed and then they decided to go ahead and do it all last week. And so they had the service, we did family pictures, and then they had a very small, safe, socially distant party at their house where people came in shifts. So there were only about 10, 15 people there at a time. Uh, everybody was being very safe and they took all the right protocols and it was great. Uh, but the 
best thing was that this girl is a big fan of Broadway and she was really sad she didn't get to see anything on Broadway this year. And so her parents got her two favorite Broadway actors to record videos and they put them in her montage. So they completely surprised her when she was watching her montage with her friends at her party. And her reaction was just everything. It was amazing. I took probably a hundred pictures of her just freaking out and she was so happy. And, you know, um, I'm glad that she got to have that experience because she deserved it after working for so hard and just having such a great attitude about this whole thing. Um, and then I'm glad that I have those photos to give them so that they'll never forget it. She'll never forget how she felt in that moment. So that was really my wow moment, I guess you could say. Well, and Anna, I'm sure you've got some similar experiences. Uh, now, I, I also am going to sidetrack a little bit. I mentioned that you travel, that you split your time between uh, D.C. and San Antonio, Texas. And that I'm sure that's been a little difficult lately. But how, you know, what are your moments that you're looking back on to? And hopefully you'll, you'll get to travel again. <laughs> That'll be a wow moment. Yeah, I mean, travel has definitely changed. I think everything has taken so much longer to get anywhere because now you can't just do that weekend trip that you took a flight for. You now have to make that at least a month if you're planning on quarantining, depending on who you're going to see. Uh, so travel has definitely changed. And I think uh, business travel will change with that. Um, but my wow moment actually happened right before the pandemic. Actually, the last big thing I did, I did do a mitzvah, but the big, big thing I did was actually, um, the last event that Senator Warren had, um, in Detroit, it was on super Tuesday. I was her photographer uh, for during her campaign. Um, and I just remember wow. being there. <laughs> we were there. Uh, COVID was already, was already a thing. People were already ha talking about it. She had plans already. You know, she has a lot of plans. That was one of them um, back in late February, early March. Um, so I remember just having to go through the crowd to get photographs of her. Um, and then I, I looked back at, you know, those photos just two weeks later in March and realize that that was not gonna that was not gonna be the same. And we're still in an election year. That's usually when we have those big rallies and big crowds to get people excited about candidates. And that won't happen again. So it was very um, it was very jarring and surprising that um, I was part of that and how again traveling has changed that because folks traveled with her constantly. We went to over twenty. Uh, cities. Um, and most of that was done in a very tightly packed, compact week or two, because she was still sitting senator. I'm um, tired for you. <laughs> oh, I don't know how I did it. I really Adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, she ended up dropping out of the race on March 5th. And that was uh, as soon as that's when COVID started really, really shutting things down. And I flew that day and I remember thinking, you know, things feel fine. They feel okay. Um, and then within the week, I was like, well, this week I've been in Seattle, Las Vegas, Detroit, Houston, San Antonio, I should probably quarantine. And so it's crazy how you go from flying and nothing's a problem to, oh my gosh, I was just everywhere. Like I could be that person who has it and is passing it around. Um, but at the same time, it's sad because 
I was just in this really cute, like huge place, crowd roaring, people excited, you know, lots of media, lots of photographers, lots of videographers. Um, and we're just, we're not going to get that for a very long time. So it was a sad wow moment realizing and thinking back on it. But I think a COVID wow moment, um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, was that I really appreciate that corporate clients have shifted a little bit into doing what they can for their communities and putting that mission above their bottom line and, um, and you know, in making money um, and instead focusing on ensuring that everyone in the community can get through the pandemic well. Um, and they've still been doing that, you know, and ensuring that, that everything goes well. They've had, you know, planners to make sure that, you know, the food, the food bank that they set up ran well. And of course, they had me photograph it and they had a videographer. So they're still doing things that are similar to what we were doing before, but with a different focus. And I think when I saw that, I, you know, I thought I would a hundred percent do this over and over again, um, in terms of giving back rather than just celebrating. And it's a nice little change to see. Well, and we all know that, you know, there is the elephant in the room and that is that our industry, our event industry has really taken a big hit. Um, for all the right reasons, um, you know, we we want to be safe. We want to be safe for our clients, but it has um, it has led us to to a place where we don't have the ease um, to be able to work. You know, uh, plain and simple. Um, I know that from our side. Um, Washington Photo, Washington Talent, you know, we we have multiple events that we keep rescheduling and that we keep, you know, uh, doing parts and pieces of it, as I'm sure Bryn and Christine and Anna, you guys are doing as well. And I and I guess again, the my wish for this platform that I would like to create and continue is that everybody knows that we are a community and that together we are a lot stronger, you know, even before COVID. Together, we will always be a lot stronger than we are by ourselves. And that is uh, not, not just in the monetary side, but the psychological, right? Because this is a huge psychological impact. And if you're on your own, you know, island by yourself, you know, you, you're, you're with your own thoughts too much. You know, you've got to get out of your own thoughts. You've got to hear that other people are going through this and that we will be there for our event partners and also our clients when this is, I'm not going to say done, when this is come to a, a different normal, when it's, when we have parameters in line that we're allowed to uh, do what what we did every day beforehand that, you know, how are we going to do it now? And so for new event uh, planners and photographers and anybody who's coming into the industry, we are here for you. Um, we, we welcome your emails. I know at least the five of us do. Um, and we will also have you know, everybody's information. I hope everybody doesn't mind, um, you know, that I put that on the show notes, how to reach out to everyone. I, I would love to do this again. Um, would you guys be willing to uh, try this out again? And hopefully in, in the patio, as I keep alluding to the patio, I'm going to have to, and Anna and I will make some, I told her I would make some um, Pisco Sours, which is a Peruvian drink. 
um, and we and other goodies from Peru um, that uh, we can we can share and and have this forum uh, once again. What do you think, girls? Are we are we in for that? This was really fun. Yeah, let's do it, Lee. Okay. Well, I, I love having anybody have any parting words that you guys would like to share. I was going to say, this is now the time where there are so many free resources. So take advantage of all of the free resources that um, the world is offering. Exactly. Exactly. And Christine? I would just say that there, there's a lot to be negative about right now, obviously, but you know, after, after doing an event, um, one of the positive takeaways is that there's a deeper appreciation for getting to see each other than there was before. So, so on the one hand, we can focus on the fact that right now events look very different than they did and they likely will moving forward in some capacity. That's the, that's the glass half empty approach. The glass half full approach is we're all going to come out of this wanting events more than we ever did before. So as you're entering into this field, remember that, that people need this more. <laughs> they, they, your community needs events more. Um, whether they're virtual, in person, some hybrid, they need that socialization. So don't shy away from this industry. And Allison, what do you think? I completely agree with what Christina is saying. I mean, this isn't going to last forever and we just have to make the best of it. Um, be creative and stay connected. Exactly. We are, as human beings, we're meant to be, see each other and look at each other. Hugs might come slowly. We're like elbow bumping, right? So, but that, that will mean a lot. I mean, that I know that when I, when I do that with someone, it, it almost feels like a hug, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a huggy kind of a person. So uh, here we go. Let's uh, stay tune let's stay together and uh on to you know the next time we uh we come you know the five of us uh, get together again to our visual well community thank you for tuning in if you like the roundtable format please drop me an email at monica at don't forget you can read the show notes to learn more about our guest at visualwell.com i'm your host monica vidal Continue having those wow moments, and I look forward to our next time together. Thanks for listening to Visual Wow. If you like what you heard, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and tell your friends. Go to visualwow.com for more info. If you didn't like what you heard, just keep it to yourself. Know a pro we should be talking to on the show? Drop us a line. Talk with you next time on Visual Wow.